The sunlight streaming through the window bounced off the letterbox specks of the lady shrink, making it impossible for PC Natalie Kershaw to make out the expression in her eyes. Kershaw picked at a loose thread that had escaped the inside seam of her jacket sleeve. "'Because I shot a paranoid schizophrenic who was about to disembowel me on Leytonstone High Street!' The shrink didn't respond, but as Kershaw was already learning, Pamela, or was it Paula, had the disconcerting ability to fill even her silences with meaning. She risked a sideways glance at the wall clock, barely twenty minutes into her first session of psych assessment, and already she felt like chewing her own arm off. In the eleven months since she'd shot Kyle Fennell, every tiny detail of her actions on that day had already been picked apart, first by internal investigators, then by counsel at the inquest, and now she had to go through it all over again. She swallowed a sigh, hearing her old Sarge and confidant, D.S. Streaky Bacon, telling her to play the game and get it over with, so she could get back to operational duties. "'I totally understand it's a big deal when somebody gets shot,' said Kershaw, trying for a more conciliatory tone. "'But, like I told everyone from the start, when I pulled the trigger, I honestly believed there was an immediate threat to my life.' Pamela Paula bestowed a half-smile of what could be encouragement, but still said nothing. Christ on a bike. The inquest did exonerate me, Kershaw went on, feeling sweat prickle on her scalp. It was stifling in here. The coroner said it was wholly understandable in the circumstances for me to shoot him. She remembered his summing up, and how he'd described Fennell as a profoundly disturbed young man. He'd gone on to remind the jury what Fennell had ingested that day, in the hours leading up to his fateful realisation that the staff at Leytonstone Mackey D's were secret members of a cult bent on eliminating the citizens of E-11, presumably by poisoning their chicken McNuggets. The list had included tamazepam, ketamine, a four-pack of special brew, and a bottle of night nurse, the last item prompting a few titters from the public benches. On hearing the coroner's words, a great wave of relief had engulfed Kershaw, as she sensed which way the verdict would go. When she'd watched the TV coverage of the inquest at home that night, well on her way through the evening's first bottle of red wine, it had stirred more complex emotions. The family's solicitor, all sharp suit and professional outrage, did most of the talking on the court steps after the verdict— but it was the figure standing alongside him whom Kershaw's eyes kept being drawn back to, Fennell's mum. Tanya Fennell was a shapeless lump of a woman in a shabby fake fur jacket with badly dyed red hair. She looked nearer fifty than her actual age of thirty-eight, and yet she held herself ramrod straight on those steps, her expression defiant yet dignified. When the reporter asked for her response to the verdict, she said that all she'd ever wanted was some word of regret from the Met about the way her son had died. Dream on, Kershaw had thought, not unsympathetically. That just wasn't going to happen, not after the Met had won the case. Almost a year on, Kershaw could barely remember the shooting itself, beyond a series of blurred freeze-frame images, but for some reason, the look on Tanya Fennell's face in the news report, that had burned itself indelibly into her memory. She pulled at the errant thread on her sleeve again, before snapping it clean off. Are you sure you...